Hey, this is Tom Jacobs from tdjacobs.com. I'm an evolutionary astrologer and an energy worker and a channel. I do private sessions, both uh, live and pre-recorded. I do tutoring and teaching and astrology MP3s and channeled energy work MP3s and energetically programmed crystals. There's a whole bunch of stuff at tdjacobs.com uh, to check out. Uh, and also 16 books and stuff, including channeled and astrology books. So this MP3 is about uh, Saturn Square Chiron, which happened exact today. And um, okay, so, so what happens now at the end of each year is that people make these news organizations and people make these collages of all the celebrities we've lost during the year. All the beloved people who have died. Well, you know, and the who, how can, who can die, who's going to die next? And so many people, and oh, I, I, you know. And this year, Saturn Square Chiron, so I want to talk about it in terms of that. First of all, people die. That's, that's just something that happens. Second of all, we're in this time when, I'm not quite sure how to say it as cogently as I did to my girlfriend earlier, <laughs> but, uh, but, but um, you know, why are so many people dying? Well, there are different reasons. One is, um, factually speaking, the um, increase in entertainment media and production studios and TV channels and options and the increase in that over the last, you know, half decade, the explosion, means that more people are involved in the entertainment media production and performance. So there's that. So now we have older people, and now we have just have more people than before who are more well-known to more people. So that's just a factual thing. Um, number two, and this is the, the deeper part. <laughs> You're like, oh, I thought this was an astrology. Uh, here we go. The, the deeper thing is that since the end of the Mayan calendar in late 2011, I know everybody thinks it was in winter solstice 2012, but that was... But it's actually the end of October, sources I trust anyway, um, calculated that it was the end of October 2011. And then figure for those 14 months, it was, you know, until the winter solstice of 2012, it was actually kind of a, a settling in adjustment period. But since that time, you know, and if you really believe it's the solstice, who cares? It's fine. God bless you. But, um, but anyway, since the end of the mind long count calendar, the veils between dimensions have been thinner or gone. That's the dimension, that's the uh, partitions within your own consciousness from across time, meaning that, and I've been talking about this for years, uh, there's actually, I made a, a playlist on my YouTube channel, uh, I think there are 10 or 11 different Mayan calendar videos to explain some of this stuff, and I did that in, I think, 2010 or 2011, but um, the partitions between dimensions, right, including within your own consciousness and unconscious, are gone. So parts of you from other lives are speaking. So what's been happening is that your deepest fears have been felt. Your, you know, most confounding dilemmas are up. Your relationship crap that hurts the most from across time is real now again. And these are things that have been under the surface for your whole life but are now kind of playing themselves out in front of you and you're probably manifesting health issues if you're dealing with this kind of thing or accidents or injury or whatever, um, or feeling depressive or perhaps even feeling suicidal or feeling like hopeless or just needing to grieve but 
also needing to live your life and not be taken over by grief. Like it could be a lot of different things, anger, resentment, bitterness, just sorrow, sadness, unfulfilled dreams, you know, uh, sacrificed expectations, uh, you know, kiboshed goals, whatever it is you have been dealing for the last approximately five years from my count, four years from most people's count, um, with that stuff. Now, people don't teach us about the mind calendar because they're not channeling an Ascended Master who's explaining it. I basically asked him, what what the hell is this crap with the mind calendar? What's actually going to happen? And his answers were all about emotional healing, learning to deal with energies and emotions. And in fact, everything about his answers to my questions about what would happen in 2012, I started this in April of 2008, 2008 all of his answers were about Chiron. So that is going to come into play here for, for, for uh, during this MP3. So your fear of death, your fear of, you know, sorrow and sadness and your perhaps unprocessed grief from different parts of the timeline, meaning other life selves, people typically would say your past lives, but from your soul's perspective, it's all happening simultaneously. And since the end of the Mayan calendar in late 2011, you have more access to many more of those parts for whom that stuff on that part of the timeline or those that stuff on those parts of the timeline are happening in real time now, which is why, you know, you're manifesting things and why things are up. So yeah, the first reason is people die. And <laughs> the second reason is, you know, it's normal. The second reason is this whole thing about the burgeon burgeoning and the blossoming of the entertainment industry over the last half decade or so, probably more than that. Yeah, I'd say more than that. But, but then this third reason is deeper and bigger and realer so somebody dies young and part of you who needs to grieve dying young or having someone close to you die young is going to come up and you're going to be affected by the headline. You're going to want to make your own little collage of all the people we've, you know, that we've lost all the people who have died. Okay. Now I say this tongue in cheek, right? Being a smart ass, but I actually, you know, Someone I went to high school with who had a great impact on me just, just passed away the other day. And I've been, I mean, I've been in grief for a long time about a bunch of things. And <laughs> my other life selves are just in really bad shape sometimes. And I carry that a lot about people dying and grief and unprocessed grief and loss and sadness and sorrow and aloneness and why God, why, you know, why Billy, why, you know, all this stuff. And anyway, um, and so this, this friend of mine actually passed away. So I've been dealing with that. So I'm not trying to make fun of anybody. But I just, um, you know, this thing, and now I'll get into the Saturn Chiron bit, this thing about, um, you know, how much more can we take? Okay, so squares are always about pressure and friction and tension. Think of tectonic plates that are pushing against each other, and they're actually coming from different directions. So they have different vectors, right, of movement or motion. And so event, so they're pressed up against each other. They may like slip a little bit now and then, but they might slip a great deal once in a while. The tension builds up and, okay, so there's that tension in there. Another way to look at it is they have different ways of doing something. Think about these differing vectors, right, of, of motion of these plates. But, but these energies in the sky, these archetypal forces have different motivations and different reasons for doing things and different methods for doing them. Now it's less about the planets themselves, but they are, you know, the planets matter, but, but it's really about the signs involved. In this case, 
Saturn is at 21 Sagittarius and Chiron's at 21 Pisces. And Sagittarius and Pisces are naturally square. So some astrologers would say that, that you know, traditional-minded astrologers would say, you know, these are natural square and any planet anywhere in one sign will naturally square any planet in any other sign. And that's awesome. And yet here we have the exact degree, you know, being squared to the degree. So there's kind of a really specific focus here. So Pisces is about absorbing things, merging, surrendering, letting go, you know, uh, merging, uh, uh, how do you say this, like absorbing, feeling part of the whole that surrounds you. That's the strategy of Pisces is to merge and blend and to lose, you know, walls and limitations in order to connect with something greater than yourself or the sea of humanity or the masses or the collective consciousness or unconsciousness, whatever. This is the motivation of Pisces. Well, Sagittarius isn't about that at all. So, so uh, I'll be Saturn here for the Pisces collective. You know, for the I'll be Pisces, Saturn and Sagittarius for the for the uh, Chiron and Pisces collective. So there's that natural tension in there. Now the planets involved Saturn. Saturn's about work, structure, discipline, authority, reality. It's a practical planet about building things for the long term that will last. It's only going to spend energy doing things that will last. Now Chiron on the and so so Saturn and Sagittarius, there's this whole reality check we have about our beliefs. That's an ongoing thing for the almost three years that we're in the middle of, roughly, uh, with Saturn transiting through Sagittarius. There is an MP3 actually on my site that explains all this and talks about the retro periods and gives you dates and like really goes into the archetypal, you know, themes and the and the the juice of it. That's on tdjacobs.com. The Chiron in Pisces is going to be the star of this MP3. Chiron, if you look at it as most astrologers do, which is derived from the mythology, which is very obvious, wound, you, you can be wounded with Chiron or a wounded healer. So you can either sit and sit around and let your wounds fester and feel sorry for yourself or just suffer. Or you can mobilize to help other people who have the same or a similar kind of wounding. The mythology teaches us that Chiron can't be healed from this. The stories can, can differ depending on, you know, what I do when I, when I do a research on a myth is I read a bunch of sources. So I often find contradictory uh, accounts for various things with various, you know, mythological figures. So you might not have encountered some of the variations I have, but like, but basically, you, you know, you might think, oh, yes, Chiron was wounded in the foot. And then your friend is like, no, it was his thigh and it was his left side. It was his right side. And, you know, it was an accident. It wasn't an accident. You know, he did it by accident. Somebody else did it by accident. Anyway, all these variables come into play. The fact is, as an immortal, he couldn't die. So he tried everything in his arsenal, in his toolbox. He was a healer herbalist, you know, medicine man, healer, right? And um, he was very clever and resourceful and he couldn't heal himself. And he ended up uh, doing this deal um, with uh, Zeus to trade places with Prometheus, who had stolen fire from Zeus, right? Stolen fire to bring to man. And 
Prometheus was having his liver eaten out every day as his punishment. And then the liver would grow back, and the next day this giant bird, again, sometimes they say an eagle, sometimes they say a vulture, uh, will come back and eat it again the next day, which, you know, is, is not fun. And it's and Chiron likens it, right, to as not fun as is his constant suffering he can't heal himself. And he's immortal, so he won't die from the poison. So he sets up this deal, and as soon as his liver is eaten out, he dies. And so he gives up his immortality in the deal, and Prometheus is set free. So there's this whole thing in the way we receive the mythology that you can't uh, heal yourself, but you can help somebody else who's also suffering. So for me, this myth, and this is explained in Chiron 2012 in the Aquarian Age, the key and how to use it. That's a book that I've written. It's really a transcription of an 11-hour audio course that's based in these channel teachings. When I sat down and said, hey, hey, dear Ascended Master Jehudi, a.k.a. Thoth, <laughs> Merlin St. Germain, what can you tell me about what will happen in 2012? Thanks in advance. And he would give me this Chiron teaching. And it happened five or six times. And then I spoke into a recorder and created this whole audio course about the astrology of Chiron in this this new way of looking at Chiron as, and here's the headline here, as the energy antenna. So if you feel wounded or if you respond to wounding as a healer, in fact, these are both byproducts of being energetically sensitive. So if Mercury is your perception function and the sun is the vital creative function, burning fuel, taking up space, burning oxygen, taking up oxygen, you know, creating and moving. If Saturn is the structuring principle within you, Chiron is the function of the energy antenna. Now you might say, oh, Jacobs, what about moon? Moon's about being sensitive to energy. Well, yes, that is about being sensitive to emotion and sensing things, right? Being uh, physically sensitive and, and intuitive even. Moon's very intuitive. And then you might say, okay, well, Jacobs, you got me there. Well, what about Neptune? Neptune's, well, Neptune is a, is a broad net or a satellite dish gathering all kinds of data. Chiron is an antenna. It's picking up a specific frequency. So the energy antenna. Um, you're attuned to certain frequencies. I, I want you to go read the Chiron book. Don't, don't be put off because it says 2012 in the title and you're like, that was so uh, 2012, Tom. That book is obviously outdated. It's not. Because the end of the Mayan calendar, I have uh, in the channeling that I've done, is the beginning of a process that we are in. That we are now only four or five years, depending on how you count, that we're only a few years into. Everybody thinks it was going to be this big ending of something. And that's erroneous. It's the beginning of an evolutionary stage that we are now only in the very infancy of beginning to start to begin to adjust to. And it is the veils between dimensions are gone. You're dealing with your energetic crap for many lives, your emotional energetic crap. So the thing with the Chiron energy antenna is you sense energy in the world around you, in crowds, in a room like residue. Uh, or in people and how they're speaking and their energy as they move or use words or, you know, whatever, they, whatever they're doing. And you are, as a musical instrument, you are strummed, you feel emotion, music is the emotion. 
emotion results. So the energy antenna, you're sensitive to, and so this person across the room might be crying. You're going to pick up the energy of that frequency and you're going to feel it emotionally. Have you ever um, been around somebody who's in one particular state, like crying, for example, and part of you wants to laugh and you know it's crazy? Or part of you has a different reaction than crying with the person? You're responding energetically to this feeling like you're a musical instrument being strummed, you know, by the impulse of, or the, you know, the energy of the other person's emoting coming across the room or to you. You ever had an inappropriate laughter response in the middle of other people being really upset, nervous tension, it's energy trying to leave, right? Erupting into laughter, nervous laughter when everyone else is sad. You know, some of this stuff is all is Chiron stuff. So we in astrology mostly have been taught thus far to see wounded or wounded healer. It's so limiting. And the reason that I really got into teaching about this stuff is that it was upsetting to me. If you read the myth, if you, if you receive the myth as it's given to us, it looks like death is preferable to suffering, which is entirely disempowering. That's not going to help you deal with pain. And this is getting to the thing about all the people we've lost and the dramatic collages that just piss me off. And I just, well, anyway, um, so sorry if you've been producing these collages, memes, and distributing on the web and you take that personally. I can deal with that. Um, the new moon is actually happening in a few hours on my third house, Jupiter and Capricorn. So I'm okay having a judgy opinion. It's okay. <clears throat> so how you deal with energy is how you would deal with emotion. How you deal with emotion is how you deal with energy. So people who are empathic or empathetic, people who are psychic, people who are mediums, people who, you know, sense energies in other people, all these people typically have a strong chiron. People who don't know how to say no to others suffering typically have a strong chiron. People who can listen dispassionately to others suffering and have great boundaries and not have to respond, recognizing that everybody's in his or her own process, they, they typically have strong chirons as well. And, and, and also people who shut down or freak out when other people get emotional, those are strongly chironic people. So there are hardened, shut down, disconnected, uninterested, you know, cold seeming people who are in fact potentially overwhelmed by the energy of others' emotions and they're strongly, they can be strongly chironic people as well. I was like that. I was like that. I, I'm a very chironic person. It's aspecting everything in my chart except Pluto. Literally. It's, a, it's sextile Chiron. It's opposing Venus. It's on my descendant. So it's square the south node in the 10th. It's square the midheaven axis. It's square Jupiter. It's trine my stellium in Sagittarius. Moon, Mercury, Neptune. It's quincunx my sun. So that's, yeah. And I have a bunch of asteroids with those planets. And so there's kind of like, it's aspecting almost everything in my chart. Except Pluto. It's it's a 10 degree opposition. I don't, I don't count up to 8 degrees. But it's... But Pluto's with Venus, Venus is opposing Chiron, so there's like this little thing going on. But technically it's not aspecting it. So I'm a very Chironic person, and I realized 
in my early 30s, or when I was 30, the reason I was shut down and in my brain and not in my body was because I had no idea what to do with the fact that I could empathetically experience or empathically experience other people's stuff. So in a lot of ways, the last 14 years of my process, since I jumped in to, I don't know, what somebody might call a spiritual path or learning about metaphysics and then having to realize you have to live it, you know, you have to, it's not just studying and working, you actually live this this process with guides and masters and meditation and confronting your stuff and growth and healing and crying shit out and whatever, being multidimensional, whatever. But this whole 14-year process for me has been a lot about Chiron and learning to deal with my energetic sensitivity because it's emotional sensitivity. What do I do with feelings? What do I do with your grief, your sadness, your sorrow? Okay. So anyway, a lot of people who are shut down are actually very Chironic people who haven't been taught how to deal with energy and emotion. So um, Chiron square Saturn in the sky, there's a reality check intention is Saturn intention with this blanket feeling absorption thing Chiron in Pisces many people are going to be more susceptible to anything that's going around fear uh, mistrust drama <clears throat> the uh, uh, being influenced by fake news we've heard a lot about that the last few months um, Whatever's in the collective, a lot of people are going to be susceptible to being swept away by it because they don't know how to deal with having boundaries. They don't know how to deal with fear that comes to them. It's the same thing of like, you know, I walk into a room and and some and I'm going to go meet, you know, your friend, right? So I'm being introduced to a third party. And well, I walk into the room and I'm like, whoa, I don't know what's going on with her. And you say, oh, well, actually, you know, she just... You know, her cat just passed away and she's very upset. And so I'm suddenly encountering her grief. Now, if I don't know what to do with that, I might shut down. I might go with it. I might, my heart might go out to her. I might spill on the floor. I might be really sad because she lost her cat. Now I can just have sympathy. I can just be like, yeah, I, you know, I understand, I understand how that is. I'm sorry to hear about your loss, blah, blah, blah. But I can also be knocked off course and essentially lose my footing. That's a Pisces idea. If I don't have boundaries, if I'm not grounded, if I'm not clear, that her energy is not mine. So that's a one-on-one idea. Well, it's the same thing with, um, you know, for example, in, in the campaign. You know, we, we know that the presidential campaign here in the U.S. Uh, late in the year, we know, you know, with certainty because of fact-checking and reality that... Um, Jobs were being created during Obama's presidency, but Trump was elected in part by saying, you know, jobs are leaving the U.S. and it's a problem and it's a disaster and everything's terrible and I'll make it right. It's not true. So he's making a promise based on a, based on a falsehood, but it's seductive. The fear is seductive because people are not on the main grounded. So Saturn in Sagittarius now squaring this... You know, there's a reality check on what you're absorbing. What energy are you absorbing? What are you drawing in from social media? What are you letting into your life? What energies do you let into your life? You might, you might, you know, we just, uh, today is uh, December 28, 2016. So, of course, one of the 
um, larger holidays close to people's hearts, right? People run around when the sun's in Sagittarius preparing for, uh, you know, Christmas and other holidays. Um, and then the solstice happens on the, you know, 20th, 21st, 22nd. This year it was on, I think, the 21st. And uh, the solstice says, be quiet and take a breath, right? But some people are still running around for another four days this year. And um, running themselves ragged in circles because of commitments or expectations about presents and gifts and social things, right? And, and together time and, oh, we got to watch so-and-so open the tie, open the present. Don't tell them it's a tie. You know, all this kind of stuff. And now we're in Capricorn, so there's this quieting down period, right? But if you didn't listen when you needed to slow down, then your brain is running your life. You're not in touch with energy and emotion. You're not in your body. And you probably became very tired. That's the point of this. You probably became a little burned out. Um, that is what happens at this time of year. And this is why people's immunity falters and they get the cold that's going around. Well, here we have, you know, the cold that's going around, that bug that's going around elected our next president. The fear and the collective about safety and security, right? So anyway, I know you're I know you're probably sick of hearing about politics, but I'm going to continue using um, this story in teaching because it's really important for us to stay present. Again, Chiron learning to deal with emotions. Learning to deal with energies and emotions. So I was actually kind of uh, bummed this week because I was uh, often when I go out and it's like sunny, I'll wear like a blue ball cap and I really like it. But you're like, where the hell is this going? Um, <laughs> and I realized I have a red one that's a little newer and it's nice. I like it, but I don't want to wear a red ball cap <laughs> because Trump ruined that ball cap for everybody. Just like Hitler ruined that mustache. What if I wanted to grow that? I can't grow that mustache. You can't, nobody can grow. So here, here, <laughs> I'm like, you know, I feel screwed over because I can't wear my red, my red hat. It doesn't say make America great again. Um, but it's a red hat and I just feel like there's a symbolism in there, right? Okay. We try to get back on track. So what to do with the energy in the collective, what to do with the waves of, you know, you'll feel this often you know, when a beloved celebrity dies and people go into mourning. I remember I lived in L.A. when, uh, oh my gosh, I moved out in, uh, I moved in 2009. So this was probably 2007 or 8. And I, I just had this weird, surreal experience like I was watching a live diorama and it was the city. And some like depressed, drug addicted, alcoholic musician, I think it was Elliot Smith, committed suicide or OD'd or whatever. But it was like, it wasn't just like an accident. I don't think, I, anyway, there were all these like shrines. I don't know why they were where they were, but they were near where I lived. And I'd go by these shrines all the time on Sunset uh, near so in Silver Lake. I don't know, maybe he was from there. He lived there or whatever. And I was just like, people like losing, you know, losing their grip because this depressed guy killed himself. Right, same with Kurt Cobain, right? Shot, shotgun in the mouth, right? So... Um, we can lose our footing because of what's in the collective. We can be so connected to the collective and what security or safety it seems to offer us that when something changes, you know, again, Prince died a few months ago, earlier in 2016. So there's like a thing that was huge. I mean, just a few days ago, Carrie Fisher, and then today her mom, Debbie Reynolds, 
passed. And so these are beloved celebrities, but like Prince, you know, Prince, you know. Um, and if you absorb the fear in the collective, the pain, the sorrow, the sadness, then you're living through this kind of Pisces story, this Chiron and Pisces story. But you have to get grounded. So the Saturn and Sagittarius is saying, get grounded, wake up, snap out of it. So I'm being Saturn for you. Stop absorbing what's in the collective. Stop just taking in wholesale whatever energy is in front of you. Now, if you're somebody who understands this intellectually, but finds it difficult to, like you have no idea where you would start to clean, cleaning this up, like knowing that if you watch a news program or listen to a podcast about news that you'll be scrambled and sad, you know, or messed up and confused and, you know, distracted and unhappy because the energy of the bad news or whatever. If you're one of those people and you don't know where to start, go to my site, go to my homepage, tdjacobs.com. I was going to say something, anyway, tdjacobs.com. On the homepage, look for the green picture, which is this nice little trail in the forest. And uh, click on that and you'll be able to listen to or download and or download the free 13-minute grounding meditation, which is where I recommend everybody start. To get in your body, get connected to the earth, move energy, clear out energy, so you are not just wholesale absorbing whatever's in the air around you. I've taught innumerable people over the last 12 years since I started my practice in this stuff. And, and, it, and it is called, okay, you better write this down, energy management. So this has become a bigger conversation or lecture than just these pictures of all the dead people we've lost and how can we handle more? Well, I'm going to take us back to that part. How can, you know, who's, who's next? How much more can we take? You know, that is actually a normal human thing because we have chirons. If you don't know how to deal with your sorrow and grief from the past, your disappointment your abandonment, your betrayal, your, you know, whatever. Somebody wasn't honest with you. Somebody, you know, there's no resolution for an old relationship breakup or whatever. If you don't know how to resolve and release and move on from and integrate those things from the past, when things happen again down the road, you will be overwhelmed. There's Chiron and Pisces, overwhelm. So this Saturn and Sagittarius is saying, what are you letting in? What are you absorbing? Why are you available to drink in the insert name or description of energy in the collective? Why are you willing to do that? Get it straight. So I'm being Saturn for you. Get the grounding meditation. Also check out the tiger iron, which is for the lower three chakras. And a lot of people think that spiritual work is in the upper chakras, and this is not true. Uh, it is in the it is beginning every day by building the foundation of the lower three chakras and then opening the upper four chakras. So those are paramount. So the tiger iron sends energy, the way I've energetically programmed them, will send energy to the lower chakras so you can build that foundation and start getting used to being solid and having a solid foundation for your life. The chakra course actually go kind of goes with it, but you can use the chakra course or the tiger iron independently. I recommend getting them together. Um, but there's a, there's this really important process of becoming somebody 
Jehudi, Ascended Master Jehudi says, becoming a more conscious operator of yourself as an energetic being. And that just means being in charge of your energy field, making choices about where your attention goes, making choices about what you interface with, who you interface with, being intentional about self-image and self-confidence and making choices that build self-respect and self-care. That all of these things, you can be in charge of these parts of your life, your relationships with community and family, your feeling of being supported by life. A lot of spiritual people, you know, maybe you're one of these people and you don't want to hear what I'm about to say. And I certainly don't because I have been in this place before. I mean, I've been very lucky to have the tutoring of Ascended Master Jehudi because he's all about practicality and getting grounded first. But, um, and I guess I'm skeptical by nature where a lot of people might not be automatically, you know, a downer about everything and then to warm up to certain things and be open-minded later. But if, when, I say it this way, when somebody who's pursuing a spiritual path of some kind opens up the upper chakras and doesn't get grounded, flakiness results confusion, porousness, energy leaks, confusion, not being clear, not being intentional, not being confident. Uh, a lot of times over the years when I've met people who say, uh, you know, usually friends of friends or, or even like, you know, family of my friends or girlfriends, um, or pe other practitioners who are kind of like, you know, di in different realms of spiritual work. Um, they will remark how surprised they are that I'm grounded, that I'm practical, that I'm real, and that what I'm doing is not fluff and is not like wishful thinking and like new age nonsense. And so I'm fortunate to have Jehudi to work with. I think that's one of the main reasons why there's an affinity of my, you know, my path with his vibration, his frequency. Um... But for me, spiritual work begins in the root chakra and then moves up. So anyway, <clears throat> this is the remedy for the Chiron thing. How can you deal with your emotions? And it's a great, it's a great process to start with the uh, Saturn square Chiron. How can you deal with your emotions? How can you, right? How can you deal with energy? How can you more intent? Well, there are processes. There are practical processes. You know, actually, as I'm thinking of this, um, during January of this year, so 2017, right? And it's starting in a few days. I'm going to be available for, I guess it's mentoring and support and guidance in a private Facebook group for a small group of people who, any anyone who has bought in the past or buys now the 22 meditation transformative energy work MP3s that combine the frequencies of Jehudi and Metatron. And I'm going to be doing this because, and, and, and after I announced this, one of my clients wrote back and said, yeah, this is a really 12th house solitary process. So I'm looking forward to having that community. And, and yeah, that is exactly right. It's a lot of the stuff when you get into spiritual development, it can be isolating, I think is the word she used. And um, so I'm going to do some community and offer that. And so you can go to tgjacobs.com to the channeled audio page and look for 22 days. Look for that listing. It's a second table the second row, 
the rightmost column. You'll see like this like, I don't know, greenish thing with some orange highlights, this picture, this galactic photo picture from a satellite or something. Um, and it's about this. It's about learning to more consciously operate yourself as an energetic being. So Saturn is square Chiron. Get a reality check on how porous you are, on what you're absorbing. You know, get a reality check on how you are actually functioning day to day, how sensitive you are to the energies around you. Now, the, the whole key to the Chiron teaching, and this is explained in excruciating detail in the Chiron book, <laughs> um, is to be open-hearted so you are sensitive to what is happening around you. And this is the core message of the channel teaching from Jehudi about 2012, the end of the mind calendar, and Chiron. The key in how to use it is compassion. Open your heart because your heart is a sense, a sensing uh, guidance system. What is good for me? My heart will open in that direction. What is not good for me? My heart will close in that direction. But if you open your heart without being fully grounded in the lower three chakras, you're going to be a mess. And New Age circles, metaphysical circles, are full of those people. Now, as I, I do soul practitioner work, right? I'm just like working out of my house on the phone with people all over the world. But when I go to metaphysical expos, I run into tons of people. So I forget that this is true sometimes because I don't run into people all the time. But when I go to events and, you know, where hundreds or thousands of people show up who are in metaphysical circles, I'm explaining the grounding process constantly because there are people who are told compassion is the key. They open their hearts, but they don't know how to get in their bodies and deal with the energies that, that are stored there. So all of this stuff is super important. And when you get to the place where you are no longer susceptible to every fluctuation in the collective fabric in which, of which you're part, then you know you're grounded. And then you feel stuff, but you don't get swept away. That's the key. Be open, but don't get swept away. And by the same token, for those of you who do energy work or have had readings with people or, or healers or you do your own healing work, for others... I've been asked a lot over the years how I can do the work I do without getting gummed up by other people. And I've actually done work with tons of massage therapists and intuitives who are learning energy management, right? They're learning about this stuff. And I've helped them develop boundaries and get grounded and clear stuff because they might not realize how empathic or empathetic they are. Um, how can you do this work? Because people get on the phone with people for an hour, they tell you their, their worst stories, and then you tune in energetically and you clear their karma and you clear their chakras and you dig through the thing about the abuse or the rape or the violence or the, the lion ate you in you know 2,000 years ago where you fell off a cliff or whatever. Uh, you clear that debris. How do you not get affected by that? And it's because I'm fully present when we're on the phone, when I'm working, and then I don't take anything from you with me. And that is my constant guiding principle. So I am completely present. I might even tear up during a reading when a part of you begins to speak, me meaning you're starting to feel sadness. I can hear what the part is saying. I'll tear up. It's not because I have bad boundaries. It's because I'm tuned into you. But then the session's over and I give back everything I may have borrowed from you inadvertently. I call back everything I may have uh, loaned to you inadvertently and I have you do the same thing and I, and I separate us energetically. So I'm completely present. My heart is open. All, everything's open and focused on the client, but I don't take anything with me. So, you know, the Chiron answer here or kind of where I'm leading with this is to be heart open, 
to be sensitive to energies around us so that we can use our hearts as a guidance system, a resonance guidance system. Does this work for me? Well, I find myself warming to, softening because of, and opening in this direction, so that's good for me and this is bad for me. And if your lower through chakras are clear or in the process of being cleared, because some things take a long time and I'm proof of that, you know, uh, 14 years into this process almost, and I'm still working on some root chakra stuff, um, but I'm better at working at it, much better at it. When they're clear or in process, and you are working the right energies and being affirmative and making the right choices, uh, then when your heart opens, it's easy. And you feel things, but you don't absorb them. You sense things, but you don't take it on. You don't get swept away by that person crying about because her cat passed away, etc. So uh, thanks for your time and energy and attention. Join me in January. Um, you know what? There are two ways to do this. One is purchase the uh, 22 20-minute 20 MP3s, these energy work transformation MP3s, um, or email me and let me know you're interested and we'll work out an invoice. Uh, do, one, do one or the other. But what I did is in 2014, I got on the phone every day at 6 p.m. for 22 days in a row. And I recorded the calls. And I did, I brought through these two beings in a blend, which was, which I, I have done that on some big events, but I did it on this, uh, you know, 20 minutes every day for 22 days. And I had a bunch of people call in and receive this energy work. And basically, the energy work that happens through me and the meditation MP3s, it is not imagine this scenario ask this question and be open to no it is active transformative purging changing the shape of your energy field it is moving energy and and the thing with jehudi and metatron is they are completely committed to you becoming empowered so you can transform yourself so these transformative energy work mp3s are in fact them teaching you how to make the right decisions and how to become empowered while their frequencies clean out crap from your field. So this is not like um, I I don't. It's not bad or intense. I mean, it's it's wonderful. It's not, but it's not this passive thing where you're just gonna gonna do this thing every day for 22 days and get you know get some some nice fuzzy feeling. It is like, are you ready to be in charge of your life? Are you ready? to be the one making your decisions? Are you ready to cease leaking energy for one of a billion reasons? This person didn't treat you the right way when you were a kid. This other person over-treated you the wrong way when you were a kid. Um, this opportunity didn't work. This dream fizzled. You seemed to make a mistake. Are you going to leak energy continually because you have a human history? And Judy and Metatron in these MP3s are all about giving you all these tools and decisions for you to make while you're connected to their energy fields, which gives you more confidence. So it's a fantastic process, and I it will be a small group. Uh, right now there are five people, and uh, but I know it will be a small group. But but if you're into this, definitely let me know and talk about it. And if you hear this. A few days into January, and I say it started on January 1st, you're welcome to join in. If you if you call me on like the 10th or 15th, I might say, you know, maybe next time. But uh, um, you're definitely welcome to uh, to contact me and uh, be in touch. I'm excited about it. I am, um, I'll be honest with you, I don't listen 
to stuff I channel, especially the transformative energy work stuff later. The other stuff I channel, I tend to edit, so I will listen to it. Because I hear my voice, but then I hear their voices, and they're always in my head, and there's this weird time warp out-of-body thing that happens, and it's kind of weird. But I am going to get super, super expletive and grounded, and I'm going to do a daily one of these MP3s daily, in order. I mean, people who are doing this process with me and don't have to do it in order, uh, they're going to listen at their own leisure. And I, I know that some people are going to be like, you know, they're going to listen to them in order for three days, and then on the fourth day they're going to realize they need to rest because of the stuff that's come up, and so they'll take a day off. And so that's going to happen. So it's not like on day five everybody's on MP3 5. There's no rigid rule. I'm available for guidance, support, feedback, and questions, question answering. Um, but I'm going to listen to these and do the processes. Um, 22, 20 minute MP3. So I'm going to be doing it along with the group. So I'll be able to answer questions from a practical standpoint, like a user standpoint, uh, as well as from the teacher channel standpoint, having Jehudi and Metatron, uh, in my head and heart, uh, all the time. So thanks for your time and energy in, uh, hearing this MP3, um, get grounded, you know, stop making the photos with all the dead people's faces. I think it also bothers me because aesthetically it's gross. All these different photos and angles and lighting and size of head and hairdos from different eras. And it's just this mishmash piled together. I think my Venus is offended. My Venus in Libra in the 12th that wants, you know, something rarefied and beautiful. I think that's part of what's going on too. <laughs> anyway, take care of yourself and uh, check out what I'm up to at tdjacobs.com. Be well. Be well.